Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. It is a very, very special episode, I would say, Stephen. Always a good time. We have a very special guest sitting in on this episode of Zach on Film. We just walked out of Pixar's latest film, Inside Out. Yep. And we had a very special audience. No, Rodrigo. This time. Someone better. Someone smaller, wise, beyond his years. We have Mason. Mason. Oh, look, there he is over there, sitting on the couch. What's going on, Mason? Um, nothing really. Nothing really? We just watched a movie. It was pretty good. Tell us what this movie is about, please. Um, emotions. Um, there's this girl named Riley, and, um, there's emotions in her head, and, um, they have to make sure they stick together so she can stay the same as she is. Well, that's interesting because do you think by the end of the movie, do you think she's the same as she was when she started the movie? At the very end, yes. But are you sure? At like the kind of middle-ish end, no. Well, think about that for a minute. Remember, the color of all of her emotions were all one color, right? Yeah. But what happened at the end of the movie? Well, they got all like mixed. Mixed up like three, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the, you have some fear and some anger and uh-huh. some joy and some sadness all mixed together. What do you think that means? Um, I don't really know yet. Probably a good answer. You're only yeah. about eight, eight years old. Yeah, and then you can think about it for a while. Movies yeah. are good like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about, you know, there's, I think one of the things that's most interesting about this movie, it's a, it's a really high concept movie really wrapped up in a, in a uh, family entertainment, Yeah, which I was really surprised at some of the concepts that they introduced, Mm -hmm. um, in this things like, um, when they were doing their radical thinking and breaking down concepts and components into their core aspects. I mean, that's like a, Mm -hmm. you know, a really kind of big thing to be talking about. Uh, Do you think, Mason, that, you know, whenever at the end of the movie, she's got all of these mixed emotions about things that maybe that's part of growing up is sometimes you have happy memories with sad memories? Mm hmm. But basically, there isn't like all the emotions. There's just like basic emotions. Yeah. Happy, sad, scared, Mm -hmm. mad. Anger, yeah. right? And uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, disappointment? Fear? No, it was the green girl. Oh, disgust. Dis- disgust. There disgust. you go. There you go. Um, so maybe, you know, that maybe because we all have a lot of emotions, maybe that's all that they thought that they could work with mm-hmm. was maybe just looking at some of the base emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just that since it was made by... The creators of Frozen and mm-hmm. Baymax, mm-hmm. I thought they would have made, like, some kind of different title. Some name. kind of different topic, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think they did that? I don't know. Maybe because, like, they had, like, a hard time making theirs or something. Or maybe, like, one of them thought up part of this Mm. Like, they should make emotions, and then, like, one of the other teams found out how to do, like, details and stuff. Well, let me ask you this question. 
Do you think cartoons are only for kids? Do you think animated movies are only for kids? That only kids should watch animated movies? No. No? So it's okay for older people to watch animated movies? Yeah. So then do you think it's okay, maybe, that you explore different topics and different ideas that use animation but may not be like Up or like uh, Frozen or like Big Hero 6? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they were doing here, huh? What do you think, Zach? I think that is pretty true. I think this movie, while Pixar has made films that certainly are enjoyed by kids and adults alike, right? this one really seems to hit home really well on that, on mm-hmm. the idea of there's a lot of deepness and analysis you can do in Inside <laughs> Out, and you can really dive into the way your mind works. But then it's also teaching kids that you don't always have to be happy all the time. Right. Like, it's good that you have other emotions because it makes the other emotions even better. Yeah. Mason, did you see some of yourself in Riley? Did you see some of her actions? Did do you know that... He's <laughs> 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 smiling. <laughs> that, that you do some of those same things that, that Riley does, and then Dad gets angry at you when you're rolling your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that says something about all of us, right? That maybe if they, if you're doing some of the same things that Riley's doing, maybe your friends are doing that and other kids in your class or friends of yours are doing that and you're all going to go through some of those changes, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm really kind of conflicted if this is a movie for kids. On the one hand, I think it, it there are some good kid aspects in it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, these weird feelings that you're having, these frustrations and anger and lashing out and fear and, you know, concerns about fitting in and all these things. I think that's really good for uh, kids to see, mm-hmm. um, especially kids that are like first, second grade and, yeah. and older. Huh? Yeah. But I also think that this is really a good movie for parents. Absolutely. Uh, who have kids so they can go, oh, so this is what my kid's going through. Yeah, it's great because... I think Pixar has always been noted for making kids' movies, but they put adult humor in there. Right, right, right. And this one is, like, they made an adult-themed movie, but mm-hmm. then put kids' things yeah, in yeah. there for them to have their little laugh while right, the, right. Kind of, the, the adults are really yeah. kind of diving down deep into yeah. all the stuff they just throw in there. So what happens in this movie is um, Riley loses her core memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family is picked up from Minnesota and moves to... Um, to California to San Francisco, which is nice because you know they just did a movie about San Francisco, so yeah, it's really so easy many. to repurpose a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's, oh, Big Hero Six, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, Disney animation, and she loses all of her core memories, and joy and um, uh, sadness uh, have to go retrieve them from the memory vault, and they find out that you know sadness actually brings about happiness, and they create a whole new set of core memories, and I thought okay. that that was really good. Don't What's, spoil that much. Well, <laughs> this by the time this episode comes out, uh, the movie's already been week. out for about a week. So we saw this on uh, the night, on Thursday night of the movie's opening. Uh, Friday is the first weekend, of course, and by the time you hear this, it'll, like uh, Zach said, it's already been out for a week. But you, but they don't know if... Get they, a little closer to the microphone. They, they wouldn't watch, they don't know if they... We well, that's why. Well, that's why we put a spoiler alert at the beginning that says, "Hey, 
we talk about this movie. And if you haven't seen this movie and don't want it ruined, then maybe you should come back later. Mm, okay. So people will, you know, there are people who have listened to our, um, what was the one we did early, early on? Oh, um, Avengers. Right. Somebody finally went and saw Avengers. Yeah. And then uh, listened to our show weeks later. Oh, nice. So, I mean, that's good. So I'm not too worried about spoiling things, and you shouldn't either. Okay, buddy? Okay. <laughs> Where do you want to go, Zach? Um... Gosh, this movie, going into this movie, um, well, first, I, I, li- I listened to... It's a long movie, an hour and 42. An hour, yeah, it's about that. And, uh, and it, you, you think uh, it was going to be shorter? Or it was going to be a little bit shorter. Me hmm. too. But I I'm wondering if that was because it also had that lava short at the beginning. That's true. It, on IMDb, it, has a, it says an hour 34. Okay. Here and I'm seeing on the Google that, search, it says an hour 42. Yeah, it must be that uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. lava short at the mm-hmm. beginning, which... That is, I love yeah, yeah. the shorts before all their films. Yeah. And this one was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what'd you think about it? Oh, it made me cry. <laughs> Did you, you like cry? it, Mason? Yeah, I like that. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And, like, also kind of takes on, like, you're inside those volcanoes uh-huh. in that game, like, the floor is lava. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, With that lava short, that some of that rendering was... Oh yeah, unbelievable! Fantastic. That's one, that when water they, and stuff. Was when they do their, um, those shorts are really originally were designed to be uh, test beds for their advancements that they were. Oh doing. really? So they could show off in these little shorts. Hey, look what we can do with steam and water and clouds mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then uh, they would incorporate it into future pieces. So anytime you see those shorts, uh, it's usually showing some innovation that wow. they've that they've done, like pa- the uh, paper that was up ahead of. Oh gosh, was it ahead of Frozen? I forget what it was. The, the paper the little guy? paper airplane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that was before uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and that was another innovation on how they were dealing with um, dynamics and how they could actually take, uh, you know, polygons and fold them up and, mm-hmm. and do those kinds of things. So yeah, it's it's really That's cool. Good. Yeah. The I, oh, go ahead, Mason. I know how. Um, Get it close to the microphone. I know how you're saying like it was good and all, but like that word took in for. At forever for them to like do all the editing and stuff. It takes a long time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was listening to an I interview mean, with the director, and he said before they even started really making the movie, he'd been working on it for three years. How and would they you go, like that? How they would go, you like that? Yeah, they go through and write scripts and do storyboards, mm-hmm. and the the not the professional actors do all the voices, and they work on it for three years before they actually start. Really putting it together. And sometimes the story that they start out with is completely tossed away by the time they're finished. So they do rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. And I would suggest at some point, Mason, maybe we should uh, sit you down and have you either read or have you watch a video on uh, the Pixar way of storytelling. uh, Because they go into it really in depth. And I think there's a a documentary about the Pixar way or something. Uh, Not just the history of Pixar, but it goes through and talks about... This is this is our core belief system and how we work with a story and we'll work with a story and and you know not not put something out until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, was this a perfect movie, do you think? A perfect movie I think is pretty close. I don't know. I mean a perfect story, perfect movie. Uh I thought it was really honed down. I mean, because they put a lot of stuff in there for an hour and a half yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. They really put a lot of big themes yeah and put together a nice three act story i i thought it was is amazing again it's it's 
it's different. It is not. Yeah. It's not up. It's not. Which funny, it's not. This guy it, direct. This guy did monster director of Monsters Inc. Yeah, up and now Inside Out. And what the, and that's fascinating too because when you think about what Monsters Inc. is, it's all about nightmares and dreams and the mm-hmm. scariness and and flipping that around from the monsters perspective. And then we look it up where we're looking at loss and trying to uh, deal with loss and loneliness, big emotional thing. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this and it's like, well, let's look at this from the emotion side of the story, which I thought was really, really good. Yeah, I know when I was listening to an interview, he was on Fresh Air Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago and he was talking about the story we have is not what they started with. He's talking Mm -hmm. about like they rewrite it, that the idea of sadness, I forgot it came along, but it was not there at the beginning. And it's finally what got a lot of people on board with the film was this idea of you need the sadness and then make the emotions better. Right. He said when he was pitching the film to Mindy Kaling, who voiced disgust in the film, mm-hmm. he was working on his computer and kind of talking to her about it, and she turned around. he turned around and she was crying because she liked the idea of teaching kids to be okay with their sadness enough that she like just immediately said she would do it. I like how like in Disney movies... How they just don't do it in just, like, this movie. They do it in, like, all movies, pretty much. Like, they make animated shorts before the movie yeah. starts. Yeah, And I like how they just, like, take so much time editing it just so, like, we like the shorts. Yeah. Did you did you think that this got this movie got too long? Did it Did it ever bore you? Because that's what editing is, trying to take out all the stuff that's not yeah. necessary and leave you with only the stuff that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get bored? It looked like a couple of times you may have been kind of not interested in the movie. Well, it's just like during the movie, mm-hmm. I kept hearing this like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the best movie theater going experience this time around. No. I thought it was... I don't remember the last time I saw... Uh, an animated movie, especially in the first weekend, mm-hmm. and I, I there was a very full theater, yeah, a very full and, theater for a seven. Well, and that's and what I Thursday. thought too, because there were a lot of kids there, yeah, and I thought for sure that their families would not be coming out on a Thursday night because yeah. you know you've got daycare tomorrow or school, depending on um, what your kids do, mm-hmm. and uh, or maybe they're staying at home, and maybe that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know with Mason, for example, he's got to get up and go to daycare tomorrow. Thomas does too. Thomas went with us. Yeah, he's our four year old. And he really behaved himself, and he said he really liked it a lot and had a lot of questions. Uh, on the car ride home, I should have recorded it because he was like, anger sure was mad. And I was like, yeah. And what else was he talking about? Oh, he said that there were some really sad parts, like the yeah. part where the um, mm-hmm. imaginary friend uh, fell into the uh, forgotten yeah, memories pit, yeah. and blew away. He, in the theater, he turned to me and goes, that's sad. It's that? like, good. Yeah. You know? So um, I I was really surprised at the number of families that came out on a Thursday night as opposed to waiting till Friday or Saturday to see it. So yeah. And that was good. I was pretty impressed. I mean, yeah, Thomas did great. Uh, the rest of the kids, it was not like a cry fest or a, a, no. a gab fest for the most part. No. Uh, it was funny because, you know, they released the first trailer mm-hmm. for this film a while ago, and it's when the family are sitting around the table and they go back yeah. and forth between the mom and dad's brain, and there yeah. was one of the kids that was repeating the lines. Yeah. You can tell how kids had watch just trailers and just eat them up and can know them by heart and there was um you know there were a couple of times where the, i could tell that some of the kids in the audience were getting into it because uh they were going to go into something that they weren't supposed to and one little girl over the aisle away from us like no don't yeah. go <laughs> so it, it was pretty cool yeah what I, since they like animate so much i thought like 
What would be interesting that they would animate would be like some of the balls in uh-huh. the forgotten the memories. world uh-huh. Uh-huh. would actually like show the memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just like when they're in a close up view yeah, yeah, yeah. and they show it. But those were forgotten, so they were all dark and turned off. And so they were really hard to see. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like that. I kind of like that effect of, you know, just imagine having to render out all of those just really short five-second clips or whatever that you have to loop. And then you have to put them inside, you know, all those memory balls that are Mm -hmm. popping up on the screen. Um, It it just was – it really is – I don't know. I just wasn't expecting what we got as far as – the high concept and then the layout of uh, the deep memories and everything mm-hmm. and dealing with um, the subconscious where they were locking away the really scary things. Yeah, or the abstract zone. The abstract zone. It was, it was, just was really, so funny. Man, it was just, it's, I mean, that, again, it's great that they spent three years working all, on all yeah. this stuff because they can refine it and they can hone it. And I wish we, I, we didn't stick around all the way through the credits. Cause Thomas was like, is the movie over? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, okay, well then let's go. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was waiting to see if, if any, uh, psychologists or psychiatrists oh, yeah. are credited in this, because when you watch something like Mr. Rogers, or you watch a lot of the shows on PBS, they always have, um, some children's psychologist, psychiatrist mm-hmm. who advises or works or is a producer on the show. So that they can make sure that the concepts that they're trying to get across are appropriate. And I thought that was, it was really, really well done here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I know a lot of it was probably lost on Thomas and maybe Mason needs another year or two to really start to understand what's going on. Um, But from the parent side, I was like, oh, this, I'm starting to see all of these things happening. Yeah, it is great. Uh, Just the way they set up the story in the beginning was joy was there at first and Mm -hmm. then all the emotions just kind of slowly come in over the next couple of years of Riley's life. Uh, and just how they start interacting with each other. And I thought that uh, last shot when they showed the memories all mixed up mm-hmm. was so great. Yeah, that was really great. I really yeah. liked that. And I was I was half expecting, um, because if we look in the mother's memory, who was the one in charge of the mother's it memory? Sadness. It was sadness, yeah. right? But she was also, ple- I mean, she wasn't like, you know, dark, uh, right. deep despair sadness. She was peppy kind of sadness mm-hmm. emotion. I was kind of expecting for joy and sadness to merge into uh, a new yeah. emotion. I mean, they kind of showed that where they were pressing the button together at the end mm-hmm. and doing those kinds of things. But it's very interesting because the sadness emotion in the mom's memory was not was not complete sadness and, you know, mopey. Right. And so I was expecting something like that. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And I liked throughout the film, because joy and sadness are together through this adventure right. of Riley's brain. Uh, joy would get next to sadness and that glow mm-hmm. around her would kind of turn into that blue sadness mm-hmm. and then I always uh, I couldn't stop thinking about how Joy's hair was blue mm-hmm. it's like but she, like she always had this blue part about her yeah, but yeah. she just never realized she, never realized she like it, never yeah. reflect upon it herself like yeah. oh you have to have the sadness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there was some you know with the character design I thought was really cool because um, they come off as kind of a flocked uh, fuzzy yeah. characters but if you watch really carefully along the edge, you can see these little moats kind of, yeah. yeah, these little particles coming off of them all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that was something that would not have been able to be done oh, five, six years ago. Certainly yeah. the last time we saw like Toy Story 3 and we saw um, whatever the strawberry bear was, the the bad guy. Oh, uh, 
Mr. F- Fletzo? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lotso. Lotso. Lotso, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had a, fa- a furry bear, but it wasn't flocked, mm-hmm. right? And so I was really surprised to see that in here and and the level of detail that they continually put into it. Uh, and even when we saw the imaginary friend, Bippo, is that what his name is? Uh, Beep, boop. Um, bing bong? Bing bong, bing bong. Oh, there yeah. we go. Just the... Just the the number of different you know particles and fur and everything that made him up because uh, a lot of times in 3D it's real easy to just make one type of fur or hair or something and put mm-hmm. it on the character and then just be like, whoo, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But with uh, Bing Bong, he's got long candy, you know, uh, cotton candy hair. He's yeah. got cat hair. He's got little flocked hair. He's got you know just all sorts of stuff all over him. It was really really cool. That's why he's an imaginary friend. He if he was actually real like he can right but i'm just saying that from a technical side from everything that goes on in the computers and how they make that stuff um that's that's something that's very hard to do Mm -hmm. to make realistic fur and hair uh inside of a movie like that you're kind of lucky because you will never have a time (laughs) uh, you have grown up in an age where 3d animated movies well, Zach, you too, right? You were born in 91? 91. Yeah, Toy Story came out when I was, what, four or five? <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. you all, you have also n- really never known a time before Pixar's 3D mm-hmm. movies. No. And, um, I, you know, I'm the old guy, right? But yep. I remember <laughs> reading Time Magazine in like 1986 or something, uh, right about the time that uh, either Tin Toy, I think it was when Tin Toy first came out. And just reading all about the computer animation, what this Pixar company was doing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think at the time they were still owned by Sun, which was still owned by Steve Jobs. Mm. And uh, just thinking about all the advances in computer technology that were going to make this real. And you look at Tin Toy back in the day, you see that and it's like, holy cow, they made a human and they made it look really cool and realistic. <laughs> and then you look at it today and it's like, that well, looks like crap. <laughs> and so, I mean, even today uh, you go back and look at toy story and while the story still holds up, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near. I mean, these are really super realistic uh, people that we're seeing yeah. in here. And I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it is great. I thought it was really amazing for the, the technical cr- side. And the like credits for inside out. Mm-hmm. I liked how it didn't just show like picture flashbacks. Right. Of, um, what happened in the movie. Yeah. I liked how it showed like clips of like the memories of like other, other stuff. people that we saw. Yeah. And part and part of the stuff was the things that um, Bing Bong was made like mixed up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep wanting to say Ding Dong. And- <laughs> <laughs> Mason, do you have a favorite character of the movie? No, they were all just kind of funny and good. Except for anger. Yeah, you like when he would blow his top and shoot fire off the top? Yeah, but also I liked how he said, like, he has the cuss word library. (laughs) 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 There's that big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Mm. It was bothering me the whole, like, for the first half of the movie, because I couldn't figure out who was voicing Joy. Oh, Amy Poehler? Yeah, Amy Poehler. I finally, finally clicked. And I just got I'm like, oh, of course it's Amy Poehler. That's what I like. And I think that that happens to me a lot too, especially in animated stuff where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is really good. This is really good. And then suddenly like you're either way at the end of the movie and you, you're trying to figure out who it is or and this happened with um, 
with her when we watched the movie her with scarlett johansson doing oh, yeah. the voice it's like throughout the whole movie i'm like who is this and i kept thinking <laughs> it was a uh, gwyneth paltrow for some oh, reason oh yeah and then at the end when i was like scarlett johansson i was like holy crap that's great and i think when you when you have tom hanks or when you have um tim allen voicing characters yeah you can you can hear the you can hear their voices and if you recognize them then it I feel like it can take you out of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but here, if you don't know who they are, you just then can focus on the character that right. they're bringing into it. But if you're just looking at it and going, oh, well, that's Amy Poehler. Oh, that's, you know, whoever, whoever. Yeah. I think that kind of detracts from the storytelling yeah, experience. absolutely. Especially because uh, I'm a big Bill Hader fan. And I thought Bill Hader showed up at the end credits when they were jumping to me. I'm like, oh, it sounds like Bill Hader. And then I was reading the credits like, wait, what? Fear was Bill Hader the whole movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't even, didn't even click. Yeah. That's fascinating. So what what else, Zach? What else do we need to talk about? Um, um what I'm do you asking got, Zach. What do you got? Um maybe just maybe I'd like there to be like a second one. Oh, okay. okay. A second one where like all the emotions like mix together into like um different like further um Well, there's this there's stuff. this whole thing coming up called puberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will really kind of throw things into a, a loop for all the emotions. <laughs> but uh, maybe there will. I don't know. This seems like something that I don't know if I need a sequel to. Just like I really yeah. don't need a sequel to Frozen. I really right. don't. I would like to see a sequel to Big Hero 6, but I don't need a sequel to Big no, Hero 6. No, there's never been a toy, uh, a toy, sorry, a, a Pixar movie where I felt that we needed a sequel. Mm-hmm. The sequels have been uh, decent. Okay, yeah. Toy Story 3 was great. Toy yeah. Story 2 was Monster fine, 2 too. Was great. Mon- Oh yeah, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Two, uh, Cars Two. I didn't even watch, uh, but they all feel like they're done. Like they presented an idea, mm-hmm. and it's so well constructed and well done and right. well animated that it's like, well, we don't, we don't need anything yeah, more. Exactly. And that's by the time Toy Story Three came out, I was like, oh, I'm glad we're finally kind of concluding Andy's story here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought it was getting a little long in the tooth from that. Yeah. But, you know, The Incredibles, there's a lot more to be told. Sure. I think in Big Hero 6, there's a lot more to be told. Um, but in this movie, probably not uh, when you look at... I think at, it would be hard. I think it would be, too. Except I mean, for unless they're playing up the puberty aspect. Yeah. I don't I don't know that they could do that. I mean, because then where does love come into anything, right? She's got right. a fantasy boyfriend. Yeah. But what does love really mean? And is love an emotion? And, you know, how does that incorporate mm-hmm. it? And how do all the other characters react to... That feeling. Sure. I mean, that's. I mean, that's where you could go with it, but I think it yeah. would be. I think it'd be a stretch. Um, you know those like imaginary boyfriends. Yes. Um, Do you have an imaginary boyfriend? No. Um, it's just. <laughs> um. Um, that boy that she met in uh-huh. the ice skating place yes. kind of looked. And eh, not quite. Yeah, I know, not quite, but. Kind of like that. Yeah, I thought he looked like the imaginary boyfriend looked like one of the One Direction boys. Yeah, or the super uh, sweet dance moves. Yeah, or one of the uh, Twilighty vampire boys. Oh yes, that's who I thought it was. Oh, I can see it as a dance, as a music kind of uh, person. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like an Edward Cullen. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Thought he probably then would probably be a little bit more sparkly. Yeah, man, I keep thinking about the story. I just the deconstruction of the core memories. And all these things falling apart. And mm-hmm. then from the end of it, it's it's not like they've reestablished the same core memories. They're new core memories that have built up those new islands. It's just, man, this yeah. movie is good from that concept standpoint. 
that I think the more you think about it, the more that it it really has a lot of other meaning that maybe people can start to internalize. Absolutely. Especially because if you look at her progression, like mm-hmm. she started off with one emotion and then she finally they start doing things and other emotions start creeping into this yeah, space yeah. that joy thought she owned mm-hmm. and they just start creeping and like sadness will touch a ball and right. change a memory. Yeah. Um, which is a great lesson on memories because yeah, yeah. when you think of a memory, you're just recalling the last time you thought of it. Mm-hmm. And so your circumstances around you affect that memory. Right. Right. So it's like, it, the science is there yeah, yeah. to back that whole idea and Well, up. Like when, you know, when the family Island was reformed, it included things from San Francisco and Minnesota mm-hmm. and all these other things together. And it was like, oh, see, that's a new memories. It's something that's the new core value system. Not, mm-hmm. you know, you were young baby child. Now you've got something new to develop yourself from and grow yeah. from and learn from. So, man, that's good. Is, and, but uh, do, you, do you think it's still worth adults taking their kids to? Is it still like, is it, would you classify this still as a, uh, a kid's um, film? Well, Mason, what'd you say about you were surprised it was PG? When we came out of the movie theater, you said you were surprised it was PG. Well, get up to the mic. Yes. Why were you surprised it was PG? I was surprised that it was PG for like the sadness part. Mm-hmm. Because like in the past, when I did that um, Spider-Man one, there's mm-hmm. a sad part we talked about, right? But that Inside Out movie was like. Two times the sadness. Probably more like ten times the sadness, yeah. right? So much sadness. Yeah. Um, it is PG. Uh, there's nothing, anything that is... Um, I don't think that there's anything disturbing. I mean, there's nothing scary. Mm-hmm. There's nothing profane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as Mason said, Anger does like to say, can we use that one curse word? And then <laughs> yeah. at the end, he gets a library of curse words. <laughs> um, but there's nothing in there that I think from a parental side that you should be concerned about. I mean, there's no... Um, uh, eh, there's a, maybe a little sexual innuendo, um, with the, with the mom thinking about a previous boyfriend or something. Uh, you know what I was going to say? What? Uh, was it just me or did it seem convenient that they kept using that bear term at the beginning and they were yeah, in yeah. San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah, but, uh, yes, I'm sure. Um, but I mean that, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing that I would say parents should be concerned about mm-hmm. taking their kids to this movie. Probably, like I said, Thomas was super, super good this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but only because he's been told prime for the last two days about you better be good. Yeah. You better sit there. <laughs> but I don't think five and six year olds are going to appreciate it as much as someone who is seven, eight and older mm-hmm. uh, would appreciate it. And I really think that. Uh, parents should go see and uh, see this, even if they don't take their kids. Yeah. Um, but I would say, man, eight nine yeah. is probably the seven eight nine is probably the area where the kids are going to appreciate it a little bit more. Isn't it interesting that we have this movie Inside Out and it's PG, mm-hmm. but it has these really advanced themes right. that adults can chew on for a while. Right. But I think. Mm-hmm it would get looked down upon by a lot of adults as not this giant think piece of a film yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. a PG, like, oh, the think well, piece movies that we're going to digest and talk about like adults are, yeah. are of yeah, course. And this is, uh, this is all cartoons, and yeah. that's what I was asking earlier about. You know, cartoons can, and, and that's what's great about this movie when we're talking about memories and talking about these high-concept ideas, is you can show these concepts in an animated form that mm-hmm. you can't do in a real-life situation. Yeah. 
And I think that's why it really works. What, what did you think? What did you think parents should be? You think this is an all ages or what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I think that there is something there for people. I mean, there is an imaginary, uh, a friend who makes a dolphin noise that sent me into laughing fits yeah, 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 that yeah. I think a, a five-year-old would enjoy. Oh yeah. So I think there's things in there for everyone to enjoy. I think that it should be possibly a concern for parents that maybe their younger children might not stay entertained mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through the whole time, especially towards the end where it gets really emotionally yeah, complex yeah. that yeah. I don't know if it would hold the attention of a of a of a young child. But I don't I don't watch very movies young child, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean Judging from how well your kids did, I, mean, I was well. I was really well. Mason's been really good in movies for the last year or two, ever since that whole uh, Days of Future Past X-Men debacle. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so he hasn't been that big of a problem since then. But Thomas, the last movie that we took him to see was Big Hero Six, mm-hmm. and the last forty-five minutes of the movie, half the movie, he was trying to jump up and down and wiggle around and had to constantly go out into the lobby. So my wife like missed half the movie because she was dealing with him. And I was like, oh, I hope this is not the case. But he sat, he behaved. There were a couple of times he leaned up against me. Um, I think it was great to go at the end of the day because he may have been tired from school. Sure. But I was really surprised that he behaved himself. Now, there were a lot of parents getting up and down with their kids uh, going out into the lobby and mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, so I, I think this just won't hold a young kid's attention. I thought he was going to, like, cry in the sad parts. Oh, Thomas? Yeah. Well, that's fine. You know, it is okay, buddy, to cry, right? You know yeah. that, right? And not cry because someone's, your dad yelled at you, right? But you can yeah. cry if you're sad. It's okay to do that. Yeah. I cry all the time. I cried during the lava short. Oh, that was so good. Because here's this guy, this volcano just wanted love his entire life. Yeah. And then just when she comes into his life, he sinks away and he thinks that, oh, I'm never going to have lava in my life again. Well, and then the power of lava brought them together. Well, it's just you you um like it more and I don't that much because you know more about it because you're married. Right. It's <laughs> a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, you, you you haven't found your love yet, Mason? No. 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 Who do you think that's going to be? I don't know. No. Okay. I really don't know. Was that lava film based on like I don't Some think so. island folklore about how their land know. was built. I don't know because I remember we ran the stories about that on the major spoiler site. Like, I want to say like upwards of two years ago. Oh, really? That's how long that has been in production. Wow. Yeah. Um, because I remember we ran some of the very first images that Disney had sent us mm-hmm. in. Here's our first image for our next short lava. And I was like, really? Okay. Well, it's about a volcano. That's interesting. And then we never heard anything about it for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. So. I like it how like when he says love, uh-huh. every time he's, he'll say love, he'll say like love. Yep. Yeah, that's a, called a pun. It's good. Yeah. It's a yeah. good one. So um, we ready to wrap you think or I is there think, something else that you wanted to talk about? I mean, about? to me, I think this is might be my favorite film of the summer. I think really uh, as rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I really just wanted to turn it on again and watch it. Like Mad Max was crazy. Right. It had all these fun things going on. Mm-hmm. But. I think for a film that I just want to talk about for a long time, yeah, for like yeah, yeah. a long time in the future and take people to see, yeah. this might be that movie. I, You know, this was a very, very good movie. What did we see last week? This is my second Jurassic favorite. World. Oh, Jurassic World. Second favorite? What was second. your most favorite? Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. talked about that last week. 
Um, yeah, this one is the one that I would probably want to rewatch again. Yeah. Um, and not have a problem with. Now we still have several movies coming up. Yeah. You know, I, I Jurassic World one time watch for me. Yeah. Mad Max one time watch for me. Um, Avengers really one time watch Half for me. Half a time watch. Half a time watch. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to the to the action sequences. Jurassic um, World for me, I just keep rewatching it. So so as Inside Out. Yeah. I mean, like I'd watch it like. Just a little bit, like Inside one out. per day. But like, if I yeah. had the chance to like watch Jurassic World all day, yeah, you just watch it nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I used to be that way about a movie called Raiders mm. of the Lost Ark. In fact, I would just oftentimes just put the the videotape on uh, auto rewind and start playing again. <laughs> and I probably watched it in one day, probably five times. Just That's auto crazy. rewind, watch it again, <laughs> auto rewind, watch it again. Well, I was close to Mason's age. I was ten when it came out. Oh, really? And I was probably 11 or 12 when it finally arrived on. Wasn't that like Indiana Jones? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, the, you're going to find a movie that's that way for you at some point. And that's mm-hmm. good, I think. Yeah. I think it's good to latch onto this. And just the movies that we've seen this summer, I've seen some really, I've seen some good ones, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen anything that has blown me away. There have been movies that I'll watch again. Yeah. But. I think Interstellar was the last time I saw something that I was just totally blown away with. And I, and before yeah. that, Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah. Cloud Atlas was amazing. There was some pretty good, I think, like, Her. Her was really good. Yeah. Yeah, but those movies that just make you, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, just talk, you can't stop talking right, about them for right. a long time. I would say those three are probably in the last, what, two and a half, three years. Those are the ones that pop up as just blowing my mind yeah. good. And that I really want to see them again and again and again. Which is crazy because both of those films, and I think we both agree because we talk about those films all yeah. the time, that they didn't really get received that well. No, 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 no. And certainly they weren't received at, at our theater uh, no. at all. So let's real quick before we get out of here, talk about yeah. our, let's talk about our great theater this week, ladies and gentlemen. No, shall we talk about the, uh, <laughs> shall we talk about, the, I would say that the screen is probably 30, 25 feet wide. Yeah. And today we got to see about 15, 15 feet of 15 it filled. 18 feet. Um, it wasn't even the right aspect ratio. No, I was looking, it I was like, Aubrey, this isn't even, this is not how the film should look at all. I don't think so either. I, There's no uh, way. They were doing some weird zooming in and out at the beginning. Yeah. And some weird Well, yeah, because it started out it was, fine with like the like, yeah, yeah, with the DLP and stuff. It goes, and I'm just, and I can, shrinking. I'm like, no, no, please don't. No, this no. This should have, there should have been no reason why they couldn't have filled the screen with the movie that we were watching and yet we had side columns on our on yeah. our screen. This was not a widescreen well, I mean I mean it's technically widescreen, I suppose. But it was not I didn't think it was quite sixteen by nine. No. And then of course our theater is not, you know, we live out in western Kansas where there's not a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. When I was young, we had four theaters. When I when I went to school here we had four theater uh, four screens. We mm-hmm. had two out at the mall, which were big. Imagine um, the, um, theater, what's the one, as soon as you go in, it's on the left. Is that theater one? one? Yeah. Theater one used to be a little bit wider than that. In fact, I think they used to have three sections. Does it oh, still wow. have three sections? It had, yeah. There's a big one and two smaller ones. Two on the smaller side. ones on the side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was probably what we had. Cause I remember seeing Terminator two there and it was just jam packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had one on the flip side, which was not theater eight. Now it was basically, it was basically theater one duplicated. 
Um, then we had downtown at the Fox. Right. We had the Fox Theater. So you had a down a downstairs theater, which was really nice. I love that theater. Then you had the upstairs, which was the former balcony that they had closed off and turned into an upstairs mm. theater. And that one was really nice, too. I don't know if you had ever went I've, to any of those. I've never seen it. And that was that. it. So when I returned to Hayes after all my travels around the world, yeah. um, the eight theaters that we have here are diminishing in size to the point where you go down to like theater four or five way down on the end. They're tiny. And they're tiny. I mean, I would say that the the width of the screen is probably, I want to say eight feet maybe. Maybe well, a little again, bit wider than that. It takes yeah, money to buy it. Well, that's true. That's true. And that's, and that's the problem is that um, the theater over the years has tried to bring in more movies to accommodate audiences' needs and tastes and everything. And so that if they do have a movie, I remember one summer, Planet of the Apes and Look Who's Talking To ran the entire summer. <laughs> I was like, well, mm. can't we go see some other movies? And it's like, well, we're not bringing anything in because it's what people want to see. Well. So, yeah, you're right, Mason. It does cost money to expand your theater, and they're trying to do the best that they can. But when you go into a theater that is probably no bigger than our basement. And also. It's, dis- it's distracting whenever, whenever the theater experience is not very good. And also, they kind of can't switch it out with their money because it that because that'll take time. Yeah, and, and they did they did switch. They did are so like the our theater did switch out. I want to say ten years ago. I think they started the conversion from uh, film projection to digital projection. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. finished three years ago. Yeah, I remember when the last Harry Potter movie they showed it was on film. Yeah. And so it's it takes a long time because it does cost money to flip those mm-hmm. out. And I remember and they, have, when, and they have put new seats in in the big mm-hmm. theaters, which are really nice. Mm-hmm. But but the theaters, for, for me, I mean, if they literally, just, they could keep the crappy seats just projector. Here's here's the thing: is um, the side of the theater that we sat on, and I wanted to sit over there because I didn't know how bad Thomas was sure. going to be, and I didn't want to step over people. Uh, the one side is um, four seats wide, mm-hmm. right? So that's enough for a family. Yeah. And then the other side, I think, is eight Probably, wide. Yeah. Six or eight wide. I want to say eight wide. And then you had 15 rows. Mm -hmm. So that is 12 times 15 is how much, Mason? Um, 12 times 15. Yes. Um, Is that 120? uh, No. uh, No. That'd be 144. The 144. The three is about 200 people in that seat, in that theater. I think that's what it is. I'm not bad. I'm bad with math. Me too, but especially off the top of my head, yeah, <laughs> like that. So I'd estimate a. I don't think there was two hundred. Well, there certainly weren't two hundred people there, no. but I think that there are there at, are at least, least more than a hundred. I can. Oh yeah, yeah. There was definitely a hundred. Yeah. I want to say there's twelve seats in fifteen rows, but there may be hundred eighty people. Hundred eighty people. There so I was go. close. Two hundred. Yeah. Um, but just not. I don't like going into those theaters. If it's playing, usually if it's playing in theater one or eight, I'm cool. But whenever they start saying other, mm-hmm. it's, oh, you're down in theater four. I'm like, God dang it. Because it's just like, I don't like the smaller oh, screens yeah. because it's half the time. Because not only is it not very wide, it's not very deep. Mm-hmm. And if you go down to like theater four or theater five, yeah. you are literally looking straight up into the screen, mm-hmm. even though you're on the very back row. Um, yeah. Sometimes... Like my favorite movie experiences have come from Theater Four. I watched they actually brought Drive with Ryan Gosling oh, yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a week and I mm-hmm. watched it in that back theater by myself. Yeah, yeah. And that was great because it's still like a big I, screen uh, for a one person. I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but I saw Entourage. 
Oh yeah, all by myself. Did you? <laughs> I was the only person in the theater. <laughs> or was it, what theater was it showing in? It was showing in one of the two main ones. No, it I was mean, like uh, the theater ones? two. Yeah, theater two is oh, okay. where I saw yeah. it. And it was like, okay, I'm going to go in, and there's going to be people there. And I got in there, and I sat there, and I was like, is there going to be anyone else that shows <laughs> up? And no one else showed up. And awesome. I and when I lived in California, there was a theater that was, um, eh, kind of run down, but it was still really good, and they brought in some some good movies. But there were times on Saturdays where I would go and I would literally be the only person in the theater because people would want to go down to the, the big ones, the big ones yeah. that were showing the same movie. And it's just like, well, I'll go to this one and <laughs> just see it by myself and I'll I'll love it. So there are some some pluses to going to see a movie and having it shown just to you. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't tonight's tonight's theater experience really reminded me why I'm not liking our theater anymore. Um, and there was a the, the audio was buzzy. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a there was a uh, grounded yeah. there was a grounded yeah. wire somewhere that was buzzing the entire I time. Didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like snoring or something. Oh but yeah, there was. I thought it was like a. Well, that wasn't the sound system. That was no. somebody in the theater making that noise. We'll talk about that later. Do you it's like just, going to the movie theater, Mason? Because I kept hearing like a buzz. Well, there was a buzz. There was yeah. a buzz, and that was because there was a loose wire in the speaker system. Do you like going to the theater, Mason? Yes, but I didn't like this one because, like... There's just a lot kept, of distractions. Making, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. That can happen when you watch stuff with people. So we saw a couple of trailers really quick. Mason, what'd you think of Zootopia, the animal one? Um, it was okay. What about okay. Minions? Bunny? You want to see that one? Yeah. Do you yeah, want to see Zootopia? Maybe. What, was maybe. The other, what was the other Disney? Maybe one you need to see showed? another. Maybe you need to see one more trailer before you commit to it. Yeah. What was the other? Um, there was another Disney one that they showed. Utopia, Minions. That one's not Disney. That's somebody else. But then there was another oh, yeah. Disney film that the trailer um, that they dropped in there. I forget what that was. Do you remember any of the other trailers that you saw that looked good, Mason? Um. Yeah. I don't know. Something that went in, like, September. September. I mean, on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. yeah, yeah. There what was, was that? a Thanksgiving one. I don't even remember. Uh, well, I'm sure you guys are screaming at your podcast feeds right now, because that's what we all do when we listen to podcasts. We shout, and hopefully they, people respond. Uh, but that's going <laughs> to be it for uh, this episode of Zach on I think Film. So. yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Mason. For joining us for this episode. Maybe you'll come back someday? Yep. Okay, great. I uh, probably will. I hope you will, too. Head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find this podcast posting page. And you can give all of your thoughts on Inside Out. And whether what was your experience like, especially if you had little children with you. And how, how they react to the film. Uh, you can give all your thoughts there. And I'll read them on a future episode of this show. Next time we're coming back. I believe we have some Terminator action. Terminator. Terminator yeah. action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be a, an explosive time. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next time on Zach on Film. Yeah.